couple weeks ago, the Lord said, oh, you're supposed to teach. And then Matt comes to me and said, do you want to teach? And I said, well, I guess I should since <laughs> God already told me and then um, you told me. So um, so we're going to talk about unspoken conversations. How many of you guys kind of like, yeah, I've had those. Like you have a whole conversation and no one says anything. I used to have this, this youth kid and um, we talked about this conversation. We had five words and we could say everything we wanted in five words. We'd say, yep, nope. Mm-hmm. We had literally, we could, we worked, he helped me build the upstairs and Matt and, and, um, of our house. And like, we would be like drywalling or something for like three hours. And those are like the only five words we used the whole time. It was crazy. So I'm thinking unspoken conversations. You know, if you, if the Lord is coming up to you and saying, Jordan, I need to talk to you about these things, just like my, how my voice is, you probably know you, you might be in trouble. <laughs> you might have got off path. Okay. So how is the Lord speaking to us? It's always these unspoken. He's talking to us all the time, but it is not always verbal. He has so many ways. Um, So when we are, God guides us through our relationship with him. You know, when we're where he starts to put us towards this way or we go over here, he's going to guide us through our relationship with him. He doesn't just say, well, you're saved. Here you go. Figure it out. You know, he does give us freedom, but, you know, he gives us some things to help us guide us through that relationship. And when we are guided by a renewed mind, that's knowing what God says about us, about other people, about our situation, when our spirit is refreshed, you ever feel like you're just tired and worn out and like, I'm to the end of this. And then you just come in, someone gives you a word or someone just gives you an encouragement or someone just gives you a hug and says they love you or whatever. And your spirit just feels refreshed. Like, wow, I can keep going. Like five seconds ago, I was done, but now I can keep going. When your spirit is refreshed, um, we begin to have this unrestrained walk with the Lord. You know, it's kind of like this freedom. It's kind of like how our children have with us, you know. Somebody else comes into our house, gets in our fridge, crawls in our bed, you know, to read books, all this. We're like, yeah, it's a little creepy. You know, I don't know you. But your kids, they can do things that nobody else can do. You know, they wear your jewelry before you get to wear it. You know, all of these type of things because they're your children and, and your relationship with them is really unrestrained. They know they have any access basically into your life. And so that's what God's saying. I want you to have this unrestrained access with me. You know, he gives us incredible freedom. God doesn't make us do anything. You know, we're not robots. He only has a few boundaries. He says, you know what, I want to give you freedom. There's a few boundaries that are going to just, they're going to, it's going to bring peace. It's going to make you have a renewed mind. You're going to be refreshed. Um, and peace is actually one of those boundaries. In Colossians 3.15, it says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. So we're not supposed to strive to have a peaceful life. We're supposed to live in peace and walk from it. We already should have peace and walk from it. Always being thankful. Because if Christ is in us, we walk in peace. You know, and peace is that umpire in our lives. It lets us know when we are in danger of striking out and when we hit a home run. You ever feel like, you know what? I don't know why, but I just did this and it feels great. Like, you know, and then other times you're like, this seems like a really good idea, but I just feel like there's that, like, you know, lump or rock sitting there. Like, I don't know why everything looks good. Everything seems like it's fallen into place and I don't like this, you know? And that's kind of pieces the umpire saying, hey, this, you're, you're safe, you're not safe. You know, it empowers 
our sensitivity enables us to wait, listen, and hear from the Lord. And if you have Jesus, he is the Prince of Peace. So if you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, he's the Prince of Peace, pretty powerful in peace, right? Sometimes he did things that didn't look very peaceful. I'm pretty sure when he flipped the tables and like ran people out with a whip, that didn't look peaceful to the people that he was chasing with a whip, you know? But he was walking in peace at that moment. Did you know that? That's because he was saying, you know what? I know this is right. There's the peace of God. We think peace is like, Layla calls it hippie love. And she's like, and they are the least peaceful people I've ever met. We were watching the parade and all this peace, this peace um, float went by. And she said, she knows some of the people. She said, mom, why are the least peace, peaceful people carrying those signs? They are the least peaceful people I've ever met. And they're <laughs> carrying these signs to say peace. And I said, usually when people are striving for peace, they don't really know what it is. So they think peace is always agreeing. It's not. <laughs> there we go. It's not. Um, you know, Christ, he's the Prince of Peace. And when we wrap ourselves up in Christ, the enemy's ability to influence us seriously diminishes. When it says, all I want to do is fall more in love with you. That was so emotional. I just felt like when, when we were just worshiping there, like, I was like, I'm going to just start bawling. I'm like, Lord, I thought I was out of that season. I don't want to do this. I spent nine years as a weeping person. You know, I'm like, move. I don't want to go. You know, I'm like tearing up and trying to like hold. And, but I'm just like, that's right. Like, I just, you know, when I look and I just fall more in love with you and see that relationship, the enemy, he can't get to me. He can't affect me. You know, he can't be like, this is never going to happen. You're never, you know what I mean? You know, because Christ is kind of that secret place for us. Like, you know what? You know, he's safety. Like, you know, when you play tag and you're always like, you grab onto your mom's like, nah, 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 boo, I'm unsafe. You can't get me. No tag bags. You know, and it's kind of like we're doing all this crazy stuff. We don't know what we're doing. Sometimes we make bad decisions. And then we just run to Christ and we're like, ha ha, you can't get me even though I made bad choices. <laughs> you know, and Christ is like, that's right, because you know what? We're going to try again. You know, go back and run. You know, but he's kind of our safe place where we know that with him we are in peace. It's not doing everything right. It's just getting to know and experience life in his presence. Sometimes we're trying to make everything line up that we forget to be in the presence of Christ. You know, God gave us that as an umpire for one simple reason. He doesn't want us to spend our whole life searching out his will. Oh, if it's God's will, if it's the Lord's will. I just don't know what the Lord's will is this. Oh, I don't know. Is it God's will? Oh, I just, just got to seek and fast and pray, you know, for six years if it's his will. If it takes six years, you have a serious relationship problem with the Lord. Okay? God never said in there that it should take that many years to hear from him. His answer might be no. His answer might be, nope, you're going to go this direction first or this is going to happen first. But he doesn't just never answer. You know, he's going to answer you, usually through peace. You know, he doesn't want us to never moving, being paralyzed by our fear that we miss it. Sometimes we're so afraid that we're going to miss the will of God that we do nothing. You know, it's like, I just want to sit because if I move to the left, it might not be God's will. And pretty soon every opportunity has passed us. You know, we miss it. And all of these things because we're so paralyzed that by fear that we actually miss God's will because we're so afraid our fear is that we're going to miss God's will (laughs) that we miss God's will. You know, he wants us to spend time seeking his face, his character, not what he does, who he is. You know, we've had a lot of, 
God just ministering healing and just things like that every week. God is moving. We are seeing signs and miracles, which is awesome because that is what he says in the Bible. As you begin to see that, you know, that the Holy Spirit is there. And, um, but he, it's not, we want to see his character. God's saying, don't just look at, awesome, this happened. God did this, you know, he parted the Red Sea. Those are all great, amazing things. He says, no, look at my character. Why did I part the Red Sea? I did it because I loved them so much that I wanted none to be sick among them. You know, I wanted them to go in fullness of health because my love for them was so great. But we're like, awesome, he parted the Red Sea, which is awesome, and I would have loved to see that, you know. Um, And we see things like that, and we're saying, oh, that's God. Okay, yes, that's something God did, but who is God? He's saying, seek my face, seek who I am, not just what I do. What I do is the result of who I am. You know, because the will of God is not this tightrope. How many of you guys have really felt like at times you've had to walk on this little tightrope with the Lord? Like, oh my gosh, I had a beer, you know, which <laughs> I do have a glass of wine sometimes. You know what? It's okay. You know, or you're like, I swore, you know, and you're just like trying to be the will of God. You know what? Oh my gosh, should I have three kids or two kids? I don't know. I'm just not going to have any now, you know, because we just are so afraid that we're going to fall out of the will of God that we don't try anything. And I might be like, well, one kid wasn't enough. Get back up and keep going, you know, whatever. Um, But the the will of God is not a tightrope of can and cannot do's. We think, you know, as Christians, sometimes we describe ourselves, well, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't party, I don't have sex outside, whatever you want to say, you know, which half the time people are lying about it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, they're, just really, they're just really good at lying about it. But, you know, we start looking at that and that we start saying that's who we are and we're like, no, 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 those are just things you do. No, who are you as a Christian? You know, all that stuff, don't worry about it. God will take care of that. He'll take care of things. Um, but we begin to get on this tightrope God's will, I can't be off God's will, and it's, I can do this, I can't do this if I do this. And he says, you know, it's not how you think he operates. We've been so much in this fear that we think God operates this way, and we get into our little, our little groups and our little church groups, like, can you believe them? And it's like, yeah, and they're probably looking at you like, yeah, I know your dirty laundry, you want me to hang that out? <laughs> and you're like, all I gotta do is make people not trust them so they can never talk about me. That's why we just say all the bad things about me right out. You know, like I say that times I'm spoiled and I'm a brat and I have a bad temper at times because I know like God is working on those things and I'm like, someone else is going to reveal it in a really bad way (laughs) or I'm just going to be honest and say, wow, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Because I'm not perfect, but in Christ, my spirit is perfect. He's like, you know, all those things, they're just, they're just growing. You're just growing. It's okay. You know, great, you're speaky. You know, when a child hasn't speak, but their first word is a swear word or something, you're like, well, I wanted you to speak, so I can't really be mad. (laughs) That was for you. Not that he doesn't swear, but it just made me think, like, exactly, you'd be excited for anything. So, um, too many Christians, they're hanging on this tightrope for dear life. I'm not going to move. Oh, my gosh, what are people thinking about me? Oh, my gosh, like, oh, she's wearing... You know, am I wearing too short? Oh, my gosh. You know, we're always just hanging on like, I don't know if it's God's will. Should I go here? Should I go to college? Should I do? And then we have all these things like, would that be the will of God? And we're just, we're just like, I just got to hang on for dear life. And it's not like that. God says, it's a broad pasture. Do you want, I have a thing. To put. It's a broad pasture, okay? He says, 
I'm giving you a pasture because I, I still have some boundaries that will keep you safe, but you have freedom to go when and where and do what you want to do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make you do anything. I'm going to put these boundaries up so you know where safety is, you know where protection, you know that I love you. You know what I mean? Where there's a covering, all of that. He said, but it's bra. There's new areas and there's freedom to move about. You know, peace is not the only boundary of knowing the will of God. We all know sin's a boundary, you know. If you know what sin is and you do it, you're always feeling like, I don't want anyone to know about that, <laughs> you know. We know that we, sin, God says, sin's a boundary. When you step outside of there and then bad things happen, you're thinking, oh. he's saying that's a boundary to show you that come back into the presence. You know, truth, integrity, and of course, scripture. We know if it's God's will. If God says, do this in his word, that's what we do. That's, that's a good boundary. That's an easy way to know his will. If you're asking God if you should murder your, their na- your neighbor because their dog keeps barking or whatever, no. It's in God's word. Love thy neighbor, right? You don't have to seek God's will on that. Right there in scripture. And you know what? If someone it does not have integrity and they're lying about a situation, you don't have to worry about that. You know immediately that, you know, that is contrary to God's word. You don't have to seek, is that, you know, Lord, I just seek in your will in this. No, you already know, right? Too many times we're seeking God's will. I have this fun thing. It says, I hate being confined by this fence. I'm jumping over it. Wait, it's not a fence. It's a guardrail. You know, we do that. We're like, God just wants to tell me what to do. No, Christians that are, don't know who they are just want to tell you what to do. God says, no, I'm just putting up boundaries because that's a really big cliff. And I want to make sure that in the dark you're not just walking around like, oh, this is cool and freedom, and you just fall off. So I just put this boundary. Like when, this, when you bump into that and you feel that, it's like, yeah, I don't want to go any further. Like, oh, look, there's a cliff. I'm going to go this way with my freedom, you know. And that's what God did. He didn't put these boundaries, and he doesn't have a ton of boundaries. He doesn't have this tightrope of do's and don'ts. He has this broad pasture. He's like, move about, check out your freedom. Sometimes you're going to miss it. You're going to bump into the guardrail, but don't go jumping over it. I just thought that was cute. So, um, but peace is kind of that final boundary. Have you guys ever, like, something you can't find the exact answer in the Bible? You're like, I need to know God's will on if I should take this job, you know? Peace is that final boundary when you can't find the exact answer anywhere else. You know, it's not sin. It's not a truth or integrity thing. It's not in scripture. Um, Like, should I buy this exact house? Should I take this job? You know, it's, should I buy this car? Should I not? It's, you know, should I encourage my kids to go to this college? Um, Should I take this position? Whatever it is, should I quit my job? Um, That's what peace is for. Because there's no thing in there that says, Matt, you should buy a new car today on this day, and it should look like this, right? He's not going to find that in the Bible, right? (laughs) But you're not going to, because there's times you're thinking, I just need God to tell me. Like, I need him to, like, pull me out and say, Taylor, this is what I want you to do, right? These are things that we're not going to find our name in there. Well, I find my name in there. (laughs) It isn't spelled the same, though. So kind of like seeking a spouse. Some of you are married. Some of you are single right now. It's kind of like this. So if you're seek, you're saying, you know what? Someday I'd like to be married. Um, so I'm going to start seeking someone out. So you meet someone. And basically the first thing you, you look at, a boundary that is, you know, if it's sin. If they're sleeping around with everybody but you, 
you already know I'm not going there, okay? That, that's, that's a sin lifestyle. I'm not just going to be sleeping around with people. Um, you know, can, are they honest with you? And can you be honest and be yourself around them? Honesty and integrity. You know, are they already married? Scriptural, one man with one wife, you know. Um, so those are things like, you don't have to worry about God's will. But then it's like, but what if they're like a really nice, I'm going to use a guy because I'm a girl. So um, what if they're a really nice guy and they love the Lord and they're going to church and they're, they're just building people up and they are, you know, taking care of, you know, they're just awesome, okay? And what, what then? Should I marry them? Should I not marry them? You know, it's kind of like, so that's when the peace of the Lord is that final. When you start understanding what it feels like to have the peace and when the peace moves, that's when you start realizing, wow, I can know the will of God like that. And so it's kind of like, wow, this person is awesome, but, you know, I just have this uneasy feeling like this, I don't know, I just don't, I don't have the peace on this. Or it's like, you know what, everyone says, you know, they barely are making it and we're too young, but I just feel like, yep, this is, this is right. You know, that's what peace does with the will of God so that you're not sitting there in turmoil for weeks, months, or years trying to figure out the will of God. He's like, I've made you to have an intimate relationship with me. I'll let my will be known to you. So how can we know God's will perfectly? Look at the very few boundaries and always finish it off with peace. Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas, they were awesome. There was Paul. He's crazy. You know, he was very evil. He came to know the Lord through an extreme experience. I hope none of you have to have that experience. Um, And nobody wanted anything to do with him because they were all standing on the tightrope. Like, he's scary and he's going to turn us in and all the, you know, so Barnabas is like, it's okay, I got this. So they began to go everywhere. But if you, as you read, read, if you want to read about them, read in Acts and stuff, and you'll see that they didn't, they didn't go and seek the Lord. Where should we go now, Lord? And should I walk down this street? And, and they just said, we're going here. And God's like, good. They need to hear the Lord. And like, we're going here. And God's like, great. They need to hear about me. And you're like, we're going here. You know, they need to hear about me. And they walked in peace. And the first question they asked is, where's the synagogue and where's the prison? Because those are the two places. When I preach at one, I'm going to the other. So that's it. You know, and, the, and they had the peace. I'm pretty sure, I don't know how peaceful I'd be if I'm like, yeah, if I preach, I'm going to prison. But see, God gave them the peace, and they knew, I'm in this town, and I'm not afraid, and we're going here. And then, I think it's in Acts 16, God, they were going to go somewhere, and God said, oh, no, no, you're not going there yet. And the peace lifted, and they're like, I don't know what, but I, we need to go this way. So God's like, you have freedom, move about. When he removes the peace, you know you're going in the wrong direction. And he's like, come on, get back in that direction. You know, when God says, there's, when the peace is gone then you know he's saying, not now. doesn't mean that it's something bad or you're like going down a horrible path and you're going to fall out of relationship with Christ. Sometimes he's just like, oh, just not yet. Those people are just not ready yet to hear the word. (laughs) You know, let me, I need a few more months there. Um, God intervenes when we're going to make a wrong choice, whether it's a big or little. We just have to get really, we start to get predictable about knowing what it feels like to be out of peace. How many of you guys have, have you ever felt like this is a really good thing in my life, but then you just don't feel right about it? Have you ever had that feeling? Three of you? Awesome. Uh, the rest of you. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. You know, like you're thinking, this looks awesome. I remember when Matt got offered a job 
as a sales guy at his old job, and they're like, yeah, we want to start you off at like over a hundred grand um, a year. And Matt said, oh, that, I'm like, that would look awesome, but I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, nope. I'm like, why did we turn that down? <laughs> What's wrong with this? <laughs> you know, and I'm, you know, but then it was just like, anytime we try to be like, yeah, let's do this, we're like, no. Because, you know, it would have taken all of our time. And God's like, I have a different path for you. And don't worry, I'll take care of your needs. Whether you have plenty or whether you have lack, I'll take care of you. Don't worry about that. But it was that, no, that peace. Peace in the chaos or no peace in the calm. You think, this is all crazy. How can I be peaceful in this? Like, this is happening in this person. You know, it's like a room full of two-year-olds. And you're like, I love it in here. You know, um, it's like a preschool room. It's like, how do I love being here when everybody's spitting up and wiping their nose on me and crying and falling getting hurt and bleeding on me and all these things and you're just like it is a peace of God even though it looks chaotic the peace and then there's times where it's so calm and you're like nope just not doing that it's how God directs I loved I love I told you guys last week about our new vehicle, and that was exactly like going here, like this would be a great deal. These people are giving me a great deal. And then I go here, and I'm, I'm in Grand Rapids, and I'm looking at all these places and all these cars, and I'm just like, you know, I don't, even they, want to, they all want to give me a decent deal, like, and this would be good, and this would be good, and this would be great. And I just turned to Matt, and I said, you know what? We're not looking anymore. I know where I had the piece. I don't even care what price it is. God said that's where the piece is. I'm going. I'm getting that vehicle. And it ends up being the best price amazing beyond what I could even imagine, you know, and I look and it was just like, I can sit there and try to, you know, create something, but I knew where I had the peace. God brought me there when I didn't even, wasn't even expecting it. And then I was trying to look and trying to get the best deal and trying to, you know, be online for five hours. And, you know, I'm like, God's like, I'm not going to change my mind, (laughs) you know, and so I never felt peace, and it was just chaotic. And I just said, you know what? We're going to Art Prize. We're done. Go in there. Monday morning, he's going to give me the car for the exact price I want. He's not even going to argue with me. And that's exactly what happened. It's like, no, I don't want to pay that. I want to pay this. He said, okay. <laughs> and that's how the peace of God, and he's just probably looking at me like, this lady is, I don't know what's on her, but it was just the peace of God which resides in me. We have to trust the nature of God. If you, know his, if you know when you're living in peace and when you walk out. Whether we realize that that's what it is or not, we know when we are living in it and when we step out of it. Because it just feels overwhelming. Because God, he's not controlling. He's not forceful. He never has ill intent for us. He gives us freedom. He's loving. Stay close and personal with the Father. And the closer you stay, the easier it will be know, to know when peace has lifted. So example is, I always know at 5.01 when my phone rings, it's going to be Matt. 5.01. Every day. (laughs) He's calling me because we're close. We spend time with each other. I know it's him because it's his nature to seek me out the moment he gets out of work because he wants to see how my day went because he loves me and I love him and he wants to connect with me. So I know that's his nature. His nature is immediately when he's done with work, the most important thing is me. I did tell him the other day, I said, I need a lot of attention. He's like, I know. I said, I mean, I need all of your attention. (laughs) He said, I know. I said, no, I mean everything. (laughs) I am really, God, I don't know why. I am way an attention person, and that's the way he made me. Um, 
because that's just the way he made me. So I know that because that's his nature, but that's the same thing we need to know with God. God's doing this because he loves me. He's directing me this way because he loves me, cares about me. He has a plan and a purpose for me. Um, he's directing us. You know, it gets to the point where peace reigns, and Jesus is the prince, and prayer and scripture let you know God's will and peace guide you. You know, we can stay on that struggle bus all our life. You know, oh, I'm, you know, you get on that bus and everything's a struggle. I got to know the will of God. And, you know, there are times where God, you know, you're like, I don't know. Because he's just like, come back to me, you know, get that relationship reconnected. You're going to be able to hear from me easier. Um, but see, we, we get on the struggle bus and everything becomes uncertain. I don't know. And we just, we begin to, say God's will because we're afraid to say, oh yeah, we believe in healing. You do? (gasps) No, if it's God's will, because what if they don't get healed? Well, that's not really your problem. You say, God, you better take care of that. You said you would, you know. That's not my problem. If I lay hands on them like Jesus said and I don't see instantaneous healing, you know, he'll take care of that. You know, I just need to do, instead I'm on that struggle bus, like I gotta just say, if it's God's will, if it's God's will, God's like, I've told you over and over what my will is, can you just walk in it, you know? That's why you've had no peace for the last like seven and a half years of your life is because you've been on that constantly trying to seek God's will and he's like, I've let you know, there hasn't been peace for seven and a half years in your life. That's because I'm trying to tell you which direction to go. When we spend our hours and our days and our weeks or our years trying to pray fast and talk God into or out of something, or we keep seeking another counsel, hey, Zach, what do you think about this? Hey, Ray, what do you think about this? Hey, Mel, until you get to someone that says, yes, Jade, you know, like she agrees with me, I'm pretty sure that's the Holy Spirit. No, you just went down the road until someone told you what you wanted to hear. And then you're like, I don't know, maybe we should pray about it some more and some more and some more. You know what I mean? Because God's like already said, you're not going to get peace. You didn't have peace there, there, there. You're still not going to have peace just because they agree with you. He's saying, quit trying to talk me in or out of it. Quit running from that instant wisdom. It, it's this amazing, like, it's like the fast food confirmation. You know what I mean? You don't have to wait and wait and wait. He's like, peace is that fast. Oh, you feel peace? Yeah, I'm there. You don't feel peace? Yeah, I'm not there. You don't, maybe you need to still seek a little more why I'm saying not go that direction. But that's kind of, he's saying, that's an instant thing that you can know. Instead of stressing and fearing your whole life on that tightrope of, if it's God's will. We develop a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit when peace is, when our peace is undisturbed or there's something drawing it away. We begin to, the the more, like I said, that song we were singing, I want to fall more in love with you. The closer connection you have with the Lord, the more you seek his face, the more sensitive your spirit becomes. Man, I just look at like where I was five years ago, where I was five minutes ago, you know, like even the beginning of this day, like where I was, and then like when we just began to worship together in his presence, I'm thinking, wow, like I was really sensitive to like these people, and and God just started like, you know, as I'm going through in my head and everyone that's here, and God just like, I love them. I love this about them, and I love this about them, and I love this. And I love it when God does that because he reminds me what he loves about you guys. So when you're all annoying me, he'll say, 
You know we all annoy each other. That's real life, people. That's real love. <laughs> but when that is, God said, do you see why I love them? Developing that sensitivity. We get to choose what direction we go. We get to choose what we're doing, what we're not doing. But God confirms. We're like, oh, what do we do? And, and we're like, okay, I'm going to step this way. And then we're like, okay, okay, that feels good. And then you step this way and God's like, no, okay, I got to go back. Okay, now I got to go. You know, and we're, we're listening to the peace of the Lord of which direction we need to go. And, and that's how, how we move. We get to choose. God doesn't say, you're doing this on Tuesday and at 5.02, you know, all these things. We choose, God confirms. Like when I go clothes shopping with the girls, there's some things they pick out and I'm like, mm, no, you are not walking down division, okay? Let's try this out. Because, you know, some things is just, you know, they're just not appropriate for children. But they do the same thing with me. No, mom, mm you can't go out in public like that. I choose, but then they say, wow, that looks awesome, or no, 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 no. You know, we all do that. So that's the same with God. He's saying, I'm giving you freedom. I'm not, I don't want to control your life. I just want to guide you and let you know I have a plan and a purpose for your life. God wants us to choose and move. Move, that's the thing. He wants to stand on this tightrope. I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall. You know, if I move, I'm going to fall. You know, if I don't move, I'm going to fall. Um, he wants us to move. He'll direct us. Let peace reign in your life. You know, let the peace, in Colossians 3.15, it said, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Listen to that. That is the Holy Spirit. If Jesus is the Prince of Peace, He is inside you. That is what is ruling you. If you don't have peace, you need to reassess where you are in that situation, that relationship, that direction, that job, whatever it is doesn't mean whether you like it or not. I'm pretty sure Paul didn't like spending time in prison. But he had the peace of the Lord there. It's not whether you like it. It's whether there's peace or not. The peace that comes from Christ will rule in your heart. We're called to live in that and be thankful. 